So welcome to the Elite Strength Performance Podcast. You're here with myself and Luke, who will be my co-host and sometimes running the podcast on educational segments or other bits. Today we've got with us Adam Williams, who is four weeks out from show date. So we're just gonna have a chat with him about his training, how it's going. So first off, Ad, how are you feeling? Yeah, feeling all right. It's not been too hard, except from the days he drops a few hundred calories at once and then uh, it just takes a few days to kind of accustom to it and then I'm all right again. So I only had one or two wobbles, I'd say, not like going off the wagon sort of thing, but no, it's been all right. feel good. Strength's still all right. Uh, appetite's not too bad. I'm not starving every day. So yeah, it's fine. So when you decided to compete, what was it which, because you've trained for years, you know, mm. we've known each other for years and you've always trained and you've always had a little bit of desire to compete. Mm. Why, why this year? To be honest, it's because I always go away a couple times a year. So for the first time, I'm kind of in the country because of COVID, stuck in the country for a good year. I thought it's the only time I can grow some tissue and do a proper prep without going away and kind of getting back out of shape again. So I thought it was probably a better time to do it. But just really, like you said, I trained for years. I wanted something to show for it. And I thought now's probably a time I've got a good amount of muscle on me for the first time. I've been a bit happy with my shape early. So if you beat all these people or you come top three or something, basically the, the reason why you beat them, people working really hard is because you can't go on holiday. Exactly that. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. You've got to choose one or the other. I like it. Yeah. So who is your coach, if you want to give them yeah, a mention? Yeah, Craig Madden, or is The Blade on Instagram. Uh, he's done a fair few PCA shows. He's a big guy, like, but no, he's, he's good. I only um, knew him, saw him a few times, training in a couple of gyms, and then... Just got chatting to him and I thought train's quite similar to me and lifts quite similar exercises and movements and stuff. So mm. thought I'd just give him a go. Yeah, that's good that you've actually met him in person. You've seen him tra- train himself yeah. and understand that that's the type of person who you would match well with. So a lot of people just pick coaches, don't they, randomly or they fall for the Instagram, like looking good on Instagram. Like um, Luke, you've probably got a few things to say about that sort of thing. Yeah, um, it's nice. I always find it. It's nice here. I coach quite a few people out of our own facility, and it's it's nice to be able to put um, you know a name to a face or a um, a picture to a face rather than simply you know not meeting someone and they are simply an online coach because I feel that um, it makes the experience a lot more personable. And um, obviously, you know, there's some great coaches out there who are completely online and don't see any of the clients. But personally, I quite like the fact that. In the UK, you know, we are quite close enough to, even if people are an hour or two away, we can travel to meet our coaches or to train with them and things like that. So, no, it's, it's really good. So, um, Craig's approach for you, um, where did he start with your nutrition? You know, what were calories? Was it simply, do you have a meal plan? Do you track your own food and he just sets you the macros and you just base it off that? What's your sort of, um, sort of outlook on your prep? Yeah, well... He's kind of gave me a set diet plan for my preference just because if I kind of do, if I fit your macros style, I just, I quite drift off it quite a bit and I end up getting carried away with too many certain foods where yeah. I just overeat and be a little and, bit too flexible maybe yeah, at times. Sometimes it's all right, but during the prep, I've just thought stick to it a bit yeah. more and just try and get straight to it instead of just drifting away with yeah. some like cereals or something. I could just eat bowls of them. So. Of course. I feel that um, it works extremely well with people in gen pop and people who want body transformations. However, I do think that, um, you know, some people might argue with me here, but 
having a structure um, helps with the adherence of the plan. Um, maybe you could argue it doesn't because it's, it can be quite bland, but at the same time, this isn't meant to be easy. You know, if it was easy, then everyone would do it. And I do think they, they, we can see a difference in physiques where, you know, we look at quality over simply quantity. And uh, so, yeah, that's my thing on it like as well. Like you said, it's a certain type of mindset, isn't it? And a certain type of clientele. You look at general population, they may suit that if it fits your math through better. But when you're looking at competition standard, yeah. that um, adherence and just changing slight bits of calories here mm. and there um, or macronutrient breakdown could be the difference between first and second place. Um, what I was going to say then, um, how did you find it with, you obviously work full time as well, you work a very manual job, how, how does it affect you um, to do the steps, your output and sticking to the actual diet plan? Yeah, I, I think it's actually helped me in a way because, I mean, some days I'm doing like 18,000 steps carrying steel or laying floors or whatever it might be and it just, it's like the, today I was off for example and I have to get up and actively go find 7,000 steps there and then later on I'm doing 12,000 a day which isn't too bad it's quite easy to get if you're busy constantly moving but when I've got like a rest day or something it, I have to literally go to a treadmill or go to a gym or go for a walk or whatever but it's not I naturally do it without even thinking when I'm in work so it's all right and then it's not I haven't been struggling through days just because some days I can finish by 12 anyway so it's I'm home, I can rest and then go train and get my food in again. So it's not, not been too bad so far. So what advice would you give to someone, say, like, who is struggling to get the steps, who doesn't do as such a manual job as yourself? So a rest day today, how will you get them steps in? For, well, I'd normally just get up a bit earlier and I'll, I'll go get the first 5,000 out of the way. Then normally post-work, I'll get a few more thousand. And then before bed, dog walk, four or 5,000 again. Yeah, just break it into little sections so it doesn't seem as much at a time because... If you go, especially if you drag it out and you don't start your steps until one, two o'clock, then you've got 12,000 steps to do, then it's, it's too hard. Yeah, then it's you're a doing them all night then, yeah. aren't you? So. Something which I found really quite useful um, hitting steps is personally is I leave my logbook somewhere in the gym. So when I'm training, I always try and walk back to my logbook. So not so much when I'm training with Jake, but because you know, I'm just spotting him. But if I'm training on my own, I will leave my logbook at the desk. So I've got to travel back somewhere. So I try and sort of try and think about it is how can I make my day a little bit harder? So, you know, because we're all about trying to make our days a little bit easier. You know, we drive to work, we drive to the shops, we do different things. So when we're in a certain environment, how can we make that a little bit more difficult, which can complement other things like steps or, you know, anything. So it is about, about that. And I think for gem pop and for people who are struggling to hit steps, it's... The reason why they might struggle to hit steps is because they aren't thinking maybe outside the box. You know, they, they are working an office job, but, you know, they can move around. They can use stairs instead of elevators and different things. And Just yeah. tweaking your lifestyle. You said yeah. walking to the shop instead of mm. jumping in a car, because realistically everyone's got that spare time. You don't, yeah. They go home, they'll stick Netflix on, but mm. walking an extra 20 minutes there and back to a yeah. shop, that's half the steps. Yeah, and I think people underestimate the, the value of NEAT as well, so non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is actually probably more beneficial to a lot of clients I've worked with than actually structured cardio because, you know, structured cardio has its place, but then you don't want to be giving a lot of people structured cardio, but you can say, you know, I just want you to move more. You know, simply, you know, park at the back of a car park at Sainsbury's rather than park as close as you can. You know, walk a little bit. 
rather than sort of trying to make your day a little bit easier, let's make it a little bit harder. Tricking people into doing cardio. Yeah. Without using exactly. a fearful word of cardio. Mm-hmm. Seems to work a treat. Yeah. And I think people get better results overall. Um, you know, because if you've effectively got to do car, um, structured cardio, you've got to find time of your day for it. And, you know, in a prep situation, you know, we're that sort of dedicated to do that. You know, a lot of the time we do try and split it across the day. So, you know, weight training's focused on weight training, cardio's cardio. And especially if we are doing, if we're in a position where fasted cardio is worthwhile. So if we're using things which allow fasted cardio to be beneficial, then, you know, we are going to do it first thing in the morning. And whereas if we're telling Gen Pop to get up and do cardio first thing in the morning, it's like, well, they might have to be on the road for six o'clock. And so then we look at, we're taking out extra stress on the body. We're removing sleep from their, their days. Um, but when we could just actually say, just move more during the day, you know, rather than say get up at 5 a.m. because you've got to be out the door at six. And I think that gets lost in translation a lot because people still associate it like, oh, and I've got to get up, I've got to do cardio in the morning, I've got to do weights at night. And it's like a lot of the time it doesn't actually matter for most people. You just need to move more, whether it's walk or, you know, treadmill or whatever. Total workload. Yeah. Not, yeah. Stop arguing about fasted versus non-fasted. Yeah. It's a tip of the day. Yeah. Get that in there. Yeah. Take clan, do Take fasted. <laughs> so obviously um, you're not competing BMBF or MPA. You're <laughs> we are competing um, PCA. Sorry, so. <laughs> There will be sort of um, supplements that we use in order to sort of um, showcase a physique, which it would pretty much be impossible for a natural, well, 90, let's say 99% of af- natural athletes to present, unlike the, the general freaks or the cheats. Um, so what, how have you found this, the sort of drug side of things in relation to a prep compared to, you know, a holiday, things like that? Yeah, well... It's definitely pushing, pushes more into kind of, because I've always done it in a healthy way. I've always had as minimum as possible sort of thing. So it's definitely stepped up in the amount of compounds I use and the dosages. Still getting my health checked, getting my bloods checked and things like that. But it's definitely, I've used compounds that I probably wouldn't have ever used before. Mm-hmm. Um, for, unless it was for a prep, so a bit I, harsher use. Of. I do feel that's an important thing to say. It's, it's you know, a lot of the youth today see these cycles which people who compete are taking mm. and people are relatively experienced users, um, not abusers, and they're taking things which should only be implemented when people are going for a competition and when they are, you know, taking health into, a, into account and not simply just going, you know, a mate's taking, you know, a grammar test and, you know, 500 million grams of trend so i'm going to do the same it's you know, you know there are compounds out there which are, are are simply there to sort of elicit a response in terms of you know a prep and you know we are stacking things properly because we're looking at the different effects that they promote on the body rather than simply people just you know thinking right i'm just going to run this this and this from day one and this is going to get me to this and a lot of the time we're just literally throwing the kitchen sink at things rather than sort of going I get this response from this much, and then I bottom that out. So then we're going to increase androgen load a bit further, and then that's going to elicit a great response, and so on and so on and so on. And that's the beauty of 
I think the more intelligent approach to bodybuilding now, mm. um, well, not probably not. It's probably been done for a lot longer than we think. Yeah. It's probably the, the lack of education around the recreational use of steroids, yeah. and it simply think you know, my mate's competing, he's taking this. I want to look like him, so I'm just going to bang in all this. Yeah. You know, rather than actually looking at what things complement each other. Yeah. And you know, minimise as much detriment to health. I think the important thing to mention with that as well is the um, periodization of the actual use of the, these compounds. So obviously things are only meant to be run for a certain amount of time. Like you said, you get your bloods done, everything's done safely. Um, so in regards to the periodization, how long before you started your competition prep? Did you take a period of time off beforehand? Did you roll in from an off-season cycle to an on-season cycle or was it? Well, normally I would at least be off for the amount of time that I'd done a cycle but yeah. for this one we kind of dropped it back, back down to a cruise level I think it was a one two five test or something like that and we kind of eased into it for about about 10 weeks and then started the 14 week prep uh, starting off quite mild prima bowlings and stuff like that um, and then slowly pushed in other compounds and took them out and the last uh, last eight weeks it's kind of stepped up a little bit uh, putting some li- uh, labolytics, yeah, labolytics yeah. and different parts like that. But yeah, so uh, just cruised in for it. But I don't normally, I normally come off for at least the amount of time that I've kind of been on a cycle. And then start uh, again. Get yeah, get my blood checked and make sure health is a priority. Yeah, always. Yeah. A lot of people probably listening are thinking about doing a cycle. They're not just worried about their health implications or. Um, what to take or the the knowledge behind how it will impact them but also monetary wise how does it affect you monetary wise so obviously we know this isn't a cheap sport in prep um, it can be compared to I know a lot of people like to compare things such as how much a PT costs to eating a takeaway a week and yeah. it works out cheaper to have a personal trainer and um, is there any comparisons you can make with that is it is it really expensive is it cheaper than um than you'd be going on nights out because obviously you're on prep yeah well it is expensive like you said when you think of your coaching your, your posing coaching your um the cycles the, everything else but when you're bringing in like your clean healthy food you're staying away from takeaways you're not going out for as many meals or like you said going out for a, a drink you end up 100 pound weekend or something or you go out with your missus and you're a couple hundred down or something so when you look at it like that it's probably in the long run it's not too bad but um no it it's it's bad when it i think the best thing to do is just putting it aside keep putting it aside instead of all in one hit sort of mm. thing but um yeah I, I almost save it in other ways as well so it's not too bad it's still an expensive sport and yeah. the supplements the even the proteins the health supplements that kind of support liver support whatever the around mm. liver kidney yeah uh, well, heart support yeah like I, I find that the health support is actually more expensive than a lot of the um you know the drugs that we will um take mm. because you know rel- rel- relatively speaking you know it's not expensive you know a tub of protein is probably gonna cost you the same amount as a bottle of any anabolic steroid you can mm. get and um except primo um but you know what you get from that is you know it's there but then if you are looking at the health side of things you know typically a health stat can cost you know in a whole 12 weeks you're talking i'd say three four hundred quid you could pay you could get a relatively good cycle not obviously a competition space cycle but a a good cycle for 150 quid Mm. 200 quid max you know you know if you were just looking for 
you know, relatively, you know, ten pounds a muscle or something like that. It's the but that's where it comes to the the safer model which we're discussing. Um, you know, you've got to be invested in the whole process. You can't just be thinking this is a t- ten week cut or a ten week bulk or something like that. Those words I absolutely despise. You know, it's if you can't afford the stuff which you've got to do on top of it, then it's not for you. Because you're you are putting your your life on the line really, because without those those things which are combating the negative effects of steroids, then you are lining yourself up really to have you know shorter life, health implications later on, or you know potentially have a freak incident which you know could potentially cause death as well. So you do have to sort of weigh up the whole amount of things, and it can be quite expensive. But as you said, it's. You know, it's no more expensive than a few nights out of a month for a few, you know, everything else. Um, you just got to wait at what you want. Yeah. So. Exactly. I think you said that it's 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 not just what your your cycle is. You need to plan ahead and realize how much you've got to invest in it, health wise, training wise, mm. coach wise, and get the whole package yeah. before you start. Because the amount of people know are literally just like go and get a couple bottles of test and trend, yeah. and then they, they think they're flying, then they've sorted, yeah. but they have no idea how much kind of even diet wise and getting diet plans and coaching plans it's yeah. all necessary for having a healthy routine healthy yeah. lifestyle and longevity 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 that's the one <laughs> how valuable have you found having a coach because you know you've got um, a very good degree in sports science you know at first so you know what you're talking about you know how to train what why did you decide to go to a coach just the accountability really because I know I know how to diet. I know how to coach myself and how to train. I, I've got I've got a good knowledge around it all. But just staying consistent and weekend every time I go in the kitchen, looking at a little extra ten grams, twenty grams, or extra bowl of cereal, I know I've got someone to kind of answer for yeah. when when I go to check in. He's like, "You haven't progressed as much as you should have, or you haven't maybe haven't done as much cardio." I've, I've got someone to explain myself to almost and it's just the accountability yeah. that I needed really and the sort of I, I imagine the financial investment plays a part in it as well because you're financially invested in a coach mm. you know otherwise you're pissing your money up a wall aren't you yeah. so you know if you don't listen it's kind of like well what, why am I doing this yeah. is it so that you can justify that you're not listening or is it because you you know you want that sort of what you're saying the accountability and the, to take your, your head out of the equation because I know that one of the reasons I went to a coach was because I sit there writing so many programs and I go, oh, I like the look of this. Yeah. Oh, I like that movement and things like that. It's like, I've got a whole gym here. Yeah. It's, I haven't swayed off my program for 12, 15 weeks and I've got a new piece of kit in here, which I haven't tried yet. But it's mainly because I didn't want, you know, you've, you're invested in it and you know that's what they're telling you will work. So you sort of take your head out of it. Yeah. And probably much yeah. very the same for you. Yeah, I, I think your mind's predisposed to do the easier things or the things you enjoy, whereas a coach may put something in that you absolutely despise. You hate the movement, but that movement is going to be beneficial and take to the next level. Whereas yeah. if you're writing your own programme... Yeah. You favour things you enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's the same with movement patterns and things like that. You Your body naturally make, tries to make the movement easier. Yeah. And that's why form comes into it to, um, to play. And it's exactly the same with your exercise routines or your diet. You may think something's better, but really that's just your mind and your body trying to make it easier for yourself. Yeah, especially especially weaknesses as well, because 
I've got certain, like leg day, I'll always come in and I'll get the heavy stuff, the hard stuff out of the way. But realistically, now I've got a coach, I need to come in, I just need to smash hamstrings first. Yeah. I need to do the RDLs, I need to get the curls out and then go on to, because yeah. quads are my dominant leg yeah. part. But For most of us, you know, we spent years and years simply squatting, leg pressing, hack squatting, doing 20, 30 sets, you know, with drop sets and then just going, right, end of a session, let's just do two sets of RDLs and then a leg curl. But by the time you get there, you just kind of like, eh, kind of fucked here. And now we're all wearing trousers on holiday because we've got no calves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not rugby socks in your eyes. Yeah. Talk for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, crap, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just put ball in my mind. <laughs> My mum had a terrible time getting me out in the car. <laughs> Stuck in the car. Yeah. Talking about your phone. <laughs> Dragging me. Head came out fine. Other than, other than this, obviously elite, obviously other than elite, um, favourite gyms you've trained out of? Oh, favourite gyms? Um, and I'd like a reason for why. All right. I quite like, I'm not even sure, what, is it, oh, I don't even know what it's called, BX? Uh, one in is it FX? FX no, F- yeah, F- yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Body FX, body FX. But yeah, yeah where's yeah. that? Is that's that witness? Oh, is it? Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. Something with a W. Yeah, <laughs> on, the, on the way back from Manchester. A few Try not times. to go anywhere. If it starts with W, Warrington, witness. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, mainly well, just because it's quite dingy, hardcore old school. What yeah. we kind of used to train, like Rocky, very yeah. similar to like a. Rock, how can I say that? Very similar to like Rockies and the old sort of hardcore gyms that we used to yeah. used to train at. Well, we we, I think trades. it's called Rockies now, anyways. I won't worry about it. I yeah. think it's been good bodies good, good and then um, average Johns now. Yeah. Yeah. Hockeys when it falls yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or but, him. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, what I've been finding on prep as well when I've been working away, it's quite enjoyable going to different gyms, mm. which have never really liked because i like to stay consistent on progression with the, the same equipment yeah. or the same brands or whatever but mm. seeing different people train and even like the odd little compliments from someone who you've never met just like yeah. oh you're looking in good shape either in a show or something it, a good little motivation boost yeah, when you're definitely. feeling a bit shit or something so mm. that, that's helped but um yeah and then the only gym i train at is flexing and flints and sometimes go to iron asylum but yeah uh, where's the, iron asylum is that, um, that is that the one with red, red and black? Yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhere around there. I was thinking of um, the other one, which was wasn't really a clothing brand called Iron Asylum or something like that. What years ago? Yeah, uh, like t-shirts. Or Iron. Asylum. No, <laughs> something like Iron Asylum or. <laughs> you remember big black t-shirts? We had the t-shirts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The monster ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Still going strong. Yeah, but no, I. To be honest, I, I, I just like using the... Yeah, the, the, we have been a sucker for... All of us have been a sucker for, like, proper gyms, you know. Yeah. If we've ever been to a chain or commercial gym, we've never really lasted long. It's been a bridge gap, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, it's got more than four treadmills. I don't want to train that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> four too many. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I... Um, in uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think the environment's what makes it for me, though, because I've, I've been to gyms with great equipment, but... I just can't really connect with yeah. anything and I just I'd lose interest I don't mm. lose interest but I, mean, I just start flagging around and just not pushing myself but yeah. just seeing like an environment where they're kind of pushing forward it yeah. makes me want to kind of push harder mm. in every rep and fight for a few last reps or yeah. something obviously that's what we're trying to build here isn't it so there's a support structure in place obviously we've trained tonight um, which is probably the best session ages for the last time we've all met up for a session yeah, yeah. two years or yeah, definitely two yeah. years or longer long time. yeah 
but it's all having the support structure, everyone looking to push forward mm. to um, competition level, and that's what breeds the culture, I think. Yeah. So that's think, why it's really important to pick a gym that suits you best. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, we've, we've, we've got, like, many faces in Elite. It's, like, it's not just about people who compete, but everyone in here wants to work hard, which mm. is the main thing, and that's why everyone gets on, and I think that's why it's, it's more, it is definitely more like a, a community or a youth club than, not that we're all very young anymore, um, than simply just, you just come in and train because you do come in, you have a conversation and everyone knows each other's faces and, you know, uh, you always feel at home. So, you know, I think one of the biggest things for gyms is, you know, you walk in somewhere and if you feel intimidated from a moment, you're not going to have a good session. So if you feel welcome, you know, or at ease, you're going to therefore have a good session. Yeah. Yes, Callum? We just got a question from um, a fan. Can you say that again? Either behind the desk or upstairs, there's my cooler bag. Yeah. I forgot it from this morning. There's a meal in there. Can you chuck it in the fridge for me? Yeah, you you grow hormones in there as well, Callum. Cool. Thank you. Okay, I'll put it in the fridge. Yes. All right. Can you put the chicken in the fridge for me so it doesn't uh, go up? Yeah, I will do. So it'll be alright if it's in a cooler bag all day, shouldn't it? Yeah, it'll be fine. If you get the shits, so, you get the shits. Exactly. Gains. Right, mate. See you in a bit. See you in a bit. Are you doing the podcast? Yeah, you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> First caller of Elite Strength and Performance Podcast. All right, Ask mate. Ming's got a question right. for Adam. Just, before, you, before you go, do you have, a, do you have any question, a question for Adam? Um, when are you going to start training calves? Oh. <laughs> good, job. Good, job good job you're on a phone, mate. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> right. Have a good evening, guys. See you later. See you later. We should have um, put up a Q&A, really. Yeah. yeah. We, we should have. Next time, but, yeah. Good question. Um, obviously, you know, your fiancé um, is supportive of your um, bodybuilding. Um has it been, have have you found it a struggle? Has it been easy or obviously there's I know that you'd want to be able to take her out and things like that and but she's aware that you can't you know, how have you found it? Because you you are quite a sociable person, you do a lot of things together, but obviously with this comes something a lot of stuff you can't do, you know, go for meals and go for a drink. Yeah, she is very supportive in fairness. She um at at the start she really didn't understand kind of Especially prep, you understand my lifestyle as a bodybuilder, sort of enjoying it, going train, structured diet or whatever. But that was where I could could go for a meal out, or we could go for drinks or whatever it is. I think it, kind of that trial period before my prep, she started to realise that I've kind of got one goal and I need to really focus in. If we if we do go out, I'm just going to have to take my own meal or eat before we go, and she can still drink and I'll drive or whatever it is. But it has really helped that she's supportive and on board with it all because it's just stress-free when I get in and she's made meals for you when you're yeah. a bit knackered or um, she just knows that not to tempt you with certain things or something <laughs> as easy as when she's and say like oh I'm gonna make my food now do you want anything she'll be like oh the same every single time and she's like oh I won't have a Domino's or anything because I don't want to eat it near you or yeah. I don't want to and little things like that they really do help I imagine especially in the last few weeks because two weeks out when she if she's there going out for meals and they're bringing back dominoes and things like that it 
probably imagine it'd get pretty hard yeah. then and start Do to you find yourself so. a bit more food obsessed now do you spend time watching anything or do you like the smell of certain things i ask people a lot of time what they're eating yeah so <laughs> like the amount of people that were like oh i'm going to get some food I'm like what are you eating it's a little <laughs> bit not just random people you see in the street no sometimes no, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that guy outside yeah yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> just, just look around the trolleys while they're walking around but Ooh, that looks nice yeah <laughs> but um Matisse is definitely a lot more refined, is it? Yeah. Just literally the littlest things that I'll taste. It could be my cream of rice or a bowl of cereal, which yeah, I know. I've never. I've, I take a mouthful now. I'm like, oh, it tastes amazing. Yeah. But in the past, I'd what size taste, spoon do you use? Yeah, like a little teaspoon. Oh, yeah. Getting smaller. <laughs> you know, it's the last rounds of prep when you go to teaspoons. Yeah, it's when I get a chopstick out next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a problem, but yeah, yeah you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not you and chopsticks. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Adam, man, what would you do if you had a partner who wasn't very supportive of your um, of your goal? You've just got to bin them off, really. You've just got to focus <laughs> on yourself and smart, smart yeah, move. Yeah, go single for twelve weeks, it'd be alright. Yeah, if you want them back, get them back. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, your dieting, your testosterone is going to be high, but your energy level is going to be low. Your fats are going to be low. So really, being single doesn't really matter because you're not going to be able to get an erection. Mm. <laughs> get some peanut butter <laughs> yeah and 10, 10 grams, grams of peanut <laughs> 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 a bit of tomato ketchup <laughs> sorted so awesome chatting with you adam so we'll be doing this again post show we'll be getting thoughts and feelings um On after the process as well yeah you know, it's reflection reflection it's yeah to... exactly so we'll go through it all again see what's happened um people want to get updates so we'll go again in four weeks yeah definitely probably. look forward to it so really exciting um, all the best you know we'll save that up until the day and we'll be there on the day but um, thank you for coming on yeah first attempt at podcast so let us know what you think obviously it's not it's going to get better as we go along but it's been easy with Adam because we know him we'll ask more in-depth questions as we go along we get better at this probably more inappropriate questions when we feel more comfortable <laughs> didn't but actually have a script we didn't actually write down any questions no. either, so we just sort of went ad-lib yeah next time maybe a q a will be handy on there uh, everybody who knows us personally probably a lot of gym goers from elite will use this um podcast to listen to so let us know in the gym in person or however but we will roll out thank you very much good night hit like subscribe and all that